cash flow. And when people are buying properties, they get cash flow rent mixed up with equity. They sometimes chase the cash flow. But let's talk about it. When you're buying a property, how do you consider and calculate your cash flow? Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Billy. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sore. Fell off a motorbike. Tell the world. Tra- fell, off a, fell, off a, fell off a trail bike on a farm. So, But I'm, I'm going to be okay, everyone. Don't stress. But we're saying it's, um, it's quite hard to be cool, isn't it? It's hard to maintain. Yeah. We will have our moments. We're just saying... We're just saying off air. There's uh, some people that just are very, very cool, and how do they how do they maintain it? It's very interesting. Yeah, it's not for all of them. It's not. It's not, buddy. So listen, cash flow. You want to talk about cash flow? I want to talk about cash flow. And when it comes to property, there's some tricks. Tell us. Cash flow is king. Surely, everyone wants to see the dollars in the pocket. Um, but will that? compromise capital growth we were talking about capital growth earlier in the week how wonderful it is um yeah but at the end of the day you need you need the money coming in to pay the bills because the capital growth is more long term and how that can potentially um sway people into buying you know a particular suburb or particular house birth apartment but um yeah Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, and, and I think that um, most of us have a short-term view. Um, you know, you looking at what's going to happen in the next week or next month, and it's pretty hard to ignore it, even though we're taught to think long-term, care for the future, save for the future. It's very hard just, you know, just look at what's under your nose. Um, so when people are considering cash flow, or when people are considering properties, um, it's 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 pretty easy to chase the property with a good rent um, and just almost forget about or put to the side capital growth, which is how much that property goes up over the course of its life. Yeah, it's big. So do you want to talk a little bit about... Um, you know how much it can vary yeah sure um and and do you know what else billy it, it's um not only can it vary a lot but it, it's it's quite wild um what a difference it can how it can compound so people um when you're looking at at, at property uh yield or when you're looking at property capital growth so just to understand for people that don't know yield you know your rent coming in is what you're getting per week um you put that over over the value of the property it's called yield i'm just going to move that camera um then your value of your property well what you bought it for um if you look at the growth you made so you say say you sell say you buy it for 500 and say it's worth a million dollars so it's made 500 
500 over 500, you put it over the amount that you purchased for. 500 over 500, it's made 100% capital growth, which is double. So capital growth over the course of the investment was 100%, and rent along, along the course of the investment, let's as an easy example, let's call it 5%, 5.25, 5 whatever. That is equivalent to 500 a week. Now, people are often chasing the $500 a week more than they are chasing the capital growth, that $500,000 from when you sell it. That's our, And that's our point this morning because it actually starts to compound. So you actually start to, that rental return goes up ever so slightly if you look at the trends lately. But if you look at the capital growth, it just explodes. Like, but you can't spend it. That's the problem. So cash flow, often you know people are chasing cash flow, and they almost don't care about how much the value of the property goes up. Yeah, and so we were talking about: do some people only look for cash flow as it's maybe more short term? Um, but also, is property a good investment? For, for cash flow because rental yields are going down as, as property becomes more expensive, but rent is sitting, rent sitting relatively the same. What's the question? There's a couple of questions in there. What's the first one? The first one was, um, you know, why would someone choose cash flow just short term? You know, really, yeah, it, you know what? We made. Yeah, um, age is one of them so i think sometimes when people get a bit more senior they've got a lot of um money stuck in property as in as in equity just want to see if we've got any comments here this morning luke g'day buddy luke, uh cash flow holds the property and growth accelerates the wealth creation it's well put um so often often people depending on on their age will chase different things so particularly when people are older because um, the banks want want you know they, they want cash flow they want to know you've got the ability to hold the property like Luke can pay for the property um, but that you know you want that you don't want to just be paying it for no reason so when a lot of people as they get older they realize that their their 40 hour week 50 hour week 60 hour week work is going to taper off and they need cash flow to survive. So they don't want to sell the property or crystallize the property by having it sold. They want to have cash flow. So a lot of older property, uh, older people will start to invest in commercial property or higher cash flow properties, higher yielding properties, because they want to live off it and they don't want to sell it. Interesting. So you could be even looking not just from suburb to suburb, but your the class of property as well. So ranging from resi to commercial yeah interesting at, um, at ages and particularly young yeah obviously um peak earnings for people are um i think you know earnings sort of grow from 20s to 30s to 40s uh and i think peak earnings is, is in the mid, mid to late 40s in, in, in the corporate world um that's probably designates how people invest a little bit as well um, as they get older, they'll yeah again they'll start chasing that cash flow. Yeah, interesting. So that sort of leads on to the next question. Do you think um, with property becoming more expensive, rents are sitting reasonably the same? 
on your on your equation that means rental yield is getting you know slightly worse does that mean property is still still the investment it was cash flow wise 10 years ago yeah look there's been a, i'm just about to i'll bring it up there's been a big pressure on cash on on uh return on investment for property fortunately uh, billy it's been helped with low interest rates that's been that's really helped uh the low interest rate environment has helped people um retain those properties and, and been good for cash flow and the reason why is if people were typically paying five percent five or six percent interest rate and now they're paying two percent to hold the asset it's so much cheaper but the rents were moderately the same or a little bit more so um it's a little bit artificial but yields have been going down but investors haven't really cared that much because the interest rates have been very, very low. I'm going to bring up units. I'm going to bring up DY rental yield. And um, I'm going to show you what 10 years looks like. <laughs> but, but that's good. Because, it's pretty. Um, in a way, that means you're, sort of, you're not losing out as such. You're just maintaining what it was originally. And then plus the capital growth, which is the big, um, is the big one. Yeah, so if we pull up DY, I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, we can see that. That's where everyone Steady needs to hand. That's it, perfect. So, so it started up, up, it started high. And it's got, this is 10 years. So there's been a big downward pressure on yield. Um, just to read those numbers out, it used to sit at a 5.2% yield in 2011. Now it's sitting at a 3.6% yield and still continuing downwards. So as those prices go up, it puts pressure on those yields. Interesting. Yeah, so that sucks. Of 2%? Yep. Just a bit more? Um, but you know, with cash, with that um, rental yield going down slightly, like you talked about, the external factors of your interest rates, capital growth, um, it does make up a little bit for it. It does, but you know, my advice after after all the all these all this good good advice, if I do say so myself, um, is is I you must remember. If you are getting a three, four, or five percent yield on a property, so on the total value, it's returning three, four, or five percent. We haven't even spoken about um, Strata Water Council. Let's push that aside. If you are getting a ten percent a year return on the property, that means you can add ten percent to 13, 15%, you are getting a 13 total, even though you can't spend it straight away, you're getting 13 to 15% return on your money, on your property. So the, the, the problem is, this is the problem. People buy apartments, they chase the yield, they do not get any or they get shit capital growth. So they get six or seven percent return instead of getting five hundred a week for five hundred thousand. 
and they will ignore the capital growth trend of that suburb the last 30, 40, 50 years, 10 years, 5 years. Yeah. So moral of the story, just look longer term. Because it's it's not, a, it shouldn't be a short term game anyway. It's harder, it's harder to be a short term game. It's hard when you've got stamp duty and agents fees to get in and out. It's expensive. So it really is a long-term game. But but my advice is, is off the back of what you just said, look at that. Um, add the yield percentage return per year. Please consider an educated guess, and it is a guess, on the capital growth. Capital growth, I, I don't like speculative capital growth. I like proven capital growth. I like suburbs that have been heroes for, for generations. Uh, you know, suburbs like Manly or Bondi or, you know, good suburbs. I don't like people sort of speculating on an airport to go in or on a suburb that's going to be subdivided or something like that. So stick with proven stuff and add the rental yield to the capital growth and that's the, that's the long-term approach I believe we should all have with property. There you go. Buy, buy, buy when young. That's what Luke says. Yeah, it's key. Because don't forget, guys, at compounds, if you get those percentages right, if you got your 3 to 5% return and you got your 10% capital growth a year, that becomes a monster after seven or eight years. Um, takes seven or eight years to double. And to give you an example, um, Billy... DY, um, like for instance, houses in our area have done 200% in 10 years. So not, they haven't got that good a rental return. They've only got a 2 or 3% rental return houses, even less than units. Houses are worse generally with cash flow than units. But when you look at our suburbs in the last 10 years, and you consider it was only a 2 or 3% capital growth, what happens when you, when you add that to a 10% to a or 20%, 20% a year? That's 22 to 23% a year on the value of the property. Yeah, big. Massive. You bought a if you bought a house for 500k in Narrowena, Wheeler Heights, Cromer in our area, that property would be would have doubled to a million and doubled to two million in ten years, but would have only given you about seven or eight hundred dollars a week rent. Rubbish, rubbish, rubbish cash flow. Good capital growth. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't. Uh, you can't. You can't afford to even keep the property if it's got such a rubbish return. It's interesting though, so some someone like that might have gone elsewhere and completely, um, you know, overlooked Narrowena, DY, Chroma, just because it's maybe not even feasible at the start to hold a property um, with such low rental return. Yeah, you know, maybe they need the capital. Big time. Yeah. Big time. And that's right. why they call you Billy, Billy the cash flow kid. Yeah, that's something like that. Mate, have, have a great day, guys, and watch out for that cash flow. Thanks, Billy. Thanks, Mark. Bye. See you, mate.